Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve, and I'm here with my brethren, my blood-clot Rastafarians, boom, Tommy T and G. Yo, these my ski mask partners. That's one of them, ski mask partners. People you want to run up in a bank, you be with? Ski mask <laughs> partners. But we ain't run up in no banks because we got we got lives to live. We right, got, right. We got to families feed. to take care yeah. of. But, but right. on Halloween, we'll run around with ski masks and give kids candies and stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do this Halloween, but we're going to get to Halloween when Halloween comes. But <laughs> uh, we had a great episode for y'all today. Today, we are going to be discussing something that came up when we had our interview with uh, Ola. Um, if you don't, if you didn't see that one, go back and check that one out, man. It was a great interview. Long episode. Super cool. Uh, shout outs to him. Shout outs to O. Uh, but he brought up the situation of characters uh, in the music business. Um, specifically, we talked about characters in hip hop. So we'll be discussing characters in hip hop and we'll be going through that. It's going to be a fun discussion. We also in the news with Tommy T, uh, we got a lot going on here, man. We're going to talk about swallowing weed sacks at a traffic stop. Yeah. Yeah. And much, <laughs> much, much, much more. Let that, <laughs> Let that sit in. Uh, and we're going to also be getting in our top five for the week. Uh, that was in our speakers with G, of course. And yeah, yeah, we're going to let the fun begin. So if y'all are checking us out on the YouTube, on the uh, official Speaker Geeker podcast YouTube page, on the 3M Media YouTube page, please, 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 there's a bell there. Subscribe. You won't miss anything we got going. Um, also, if you are checking us out on your favorite podcast platforms, whether it's Apple or Spotify or it's Anchor or Beezer or any of those, out there in the world, um, please subscribe. Please subscribe and give us a review. And also so that you don't miss anything we got going on. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So definitely comment. Be looking out for the question of the day. It's going to be somewhere in here. I'm sure it'll pop up soon. And yeah, without further ado, let's get started. Yo, guys. What's happening? Yeah, week been, man. Man, the week. Week's been good, man. Yeah. Can't complain about week. the week. Awesome. I ain't mad at all, man. I'm not mad at all. That's what's up. Hey, so yeah. so as a teacher and you're off during the summer, what do you do, G? Like, um, well, I'm not a teacher. That's right. I was trying to say I have but, to correct that. I was like, <laughs> technically you're you're not. Because I was gonna say they do different stuff than what I do. Um, because they be doing like side jobs, doing like um tutoring and stuff like that sometimes. Gotcha. Um, me? Shit, I don't do anything at all, honestly. Um, I just <laughs> kind of sit at the house um, because the wedding is coming up. We've been doing a lot of that stuff. Um, but that's pretty much it. I just try to catch up on stuff that I wasn't able to do during the school year. Um, normally, it's just like visiting family and making sure we done made all the house adjustments and shit that we, we be wanting to do that we don't have time to do during the school year. Gotcha. That's pretty well, that's much what's it. up. Yeah, that's what's up. That's pretty cool. I always wonder. I was like, yeah. man, I was like, it would be nice to be just completely off. You know? Yeah. But it's just like when you have a, a Saturday and you've been working like all week and you get a Saturday, and you know, you gotta go to the grocery store, you gotta do all this other extra shit you couldn't do during the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stuff build up over the year. And it's actually a whole lot of shit that you probably wanted to do that you still ain't done. So it's like <laughs> It just becomes a to-do list and you just start, oh, damn, I actually got time to do this now. And so you start doing it. 
And then by the time school starts back up, you good. And you get to let it build up for another year. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. Tell me, T. What's up, brother? Man, you, you cooking anything this weekend? Nah, man. I, I was... What did I do this weekend, man? I ain't do anything. Did a little couple recordings. Uh, worked on a few things here at the house. Other than that, man, I was just chilling. Where? You know, watched a movie. Okay, okay. What yeah, movie? The Hunt. Oh. Y'all ever seen oh, that movie? How was that one? Because I ain't watched it yet. That movie, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's enjoyable, but it's crazy as hell. It's, it's like, I like those movies that you be like, could this really happen? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's one of those movies, man. It's crazy. I don't know what. Gotcha. Yeah. What's it about? It's about basically um, elites are hunting people. Damn. Um, basically, like, I don't want to give too much away for people that want to see it and, and everything, but um, that's essentially what it's about. Okay. And uh, <laughs> throughout the whole thing, I was like, I don't think people will hunt people, but is that really far-fetched? You know, but... Cause you know they had oh, like I've I read somewhere they had like a fight like Fight Clubs are real, yeah, like you know, underground little yeah, fight thing. Yeah, like in the movie when they were hunting the people where they eating them. No, nah, they wasn't eating. Them. They wasn't. <laughs> no, nah, they was just they like just, they was just hunting them. Just like like yeah for sport yeah. <laughs> kind of like a uh, like a mercenary. Yeah, kind of. It's like you. Uh, okay. Okay. You know. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I can see that happening actually. Like, like it's, it's like is it really far fetched? You yeah. know, yeah, that's interesting. No, <laughs> we want to say no. Like, somebody do that shit. No, yeah. somebody. Like, do I, that don't I don't believe anybody does, does that, but <laughs> someone somewhere, yeah. somewhere over the rainbow, right. somebody do. It. Yeah, somewhere. I know. Uh, yeah. Word, man. I keep wanting to get a new grill, but my wife keeps saying you have a gas one. Why you want two? Because you need the charcoal. Because you want a charcoal. Yeah, so uh, I I might do that, but I don't know. But you should have got one that had charcoal and uh, gas on it. Man. Yeah, yeah, but at the time, it was a 4th of July and we was kind of like rushing. It was like last year. It was like she wanted grilled food and they had no more charcoals. But but you know you can get the grilled flavor in the... uh, in the in the I'm I'm not a I'm not a propane guy. Don't yeah, get you have to, they have a smoke box you can put yeah that's it that's all the things in yeah and so you can you can you can kind of do it so it's a way to do it but I don't know I might try it I don't know we'll see uh, hmm. but yeah 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 so uh, let's do it man let's uh since we've gotten to our weeks and our weeks seem to be going very well, I'm sure there's a lot of music infused in that week. So yeah, gee, let's hop into it, man. man. Okay. Let's jump right into it, man. As y'all know, we have done a, a revamping of the what's in your speaker section of this show. Um, and so what we're doing is we contribute into the speaker geekers weekly playlist. And so that's on Apple music. You can look up a speaker geekers playlist and then on, uh, on Spotify, what is it called? On Spotify, it's just called Speaker Geekers Podcast Weekly. All right, and so these songs can be found there. You can vibe out with us. I'm going to start it off, man. This week, the thing I was looking forward to the most, my nigga Finn Staples came out with a new project. 
the the title of the project is just Finn Staples. It's a self-titled project. Um, he got three songs on the playlist from me this week. And so that's <laughs> Sundown Town, which is fucking amazing. I like the fucking, uh, I like the name, like just using Sundown Town because we know the history of Sundown Towns. I like it. And he put a little twist on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he got a song called The Shining. And then there's also a song called mm-hmm. So it's like MHM. Um, so definitely check them out. And if you like them, continue on to go check out the album. Um, I found this other artist. This guy's name is Jody Somerville. Hmm. Uh, and the way that I found him was kind of cool. This is Slick or Flex. So like I made, like on Apple Music, you can take a, a song or artist and you can make um, a radio station based on that song or that artist. And so what I did was I actually took myself as an artist and made myself a radio station to see what kind of shit would be played. So I was like, who the fuck does Apple think sound like great? <laughs> so, so I went on there and they made uh, a playlist and this song stood out the most to me. It's called Be Thankful by Jody Somerville. And it's really just, uh, he did like a re-recording of, uh, I can't even remember the name of the song, but what, whatever the name of the song is, when they could be like Diamond in the Back, Sun Rooftop, Big End Scene, Gangsta Link. Gangsta White Walls, like he redid that. It's like it's updated, like for I guess the 2020s and shit. It sounds fucking amazing. All I got to say is go check that shit out and give you that old school feel. You're gonna love it. Um, and just staying on that, like I said, I had made my own radio station, and uh, on that radio station, of course, acronym music had to come up, man. And so we had one of our songs, uh, it's called Forbidden Love. I encourage y'all to go check that junk out. That's off of uh the album consumption. Um, after that, we got three honorable mentions that I got from Allison, my fiance. She went ahead and provided us with a couple of songs of her own. Uh, the first one is Bust It by Dreamville and Ari Lennox because that song, I'm telling you, it be playing all the fucking time. She was in the <laughs> one there this week and it was just like, I kept hearing Bust It playing on the speaker. Um, and then also Sativa, by Janae Aiko, featuring uh, Sway Lee. That's mm-hmm. literally her favorite fucking song. Like, yeah. it's literally what she always listening to. And then right now, of course, her uh, one of her songs is Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. And so they'll be playing all the time. You know, you get on fucking TikTok or whatever, and they got dances and shit, and little skits or whatever, and that's always playing in the background. Yeah. So that wraps it up for this household over here. Um, Let's shoot it over to Steve, because Steve, you came in next um, in the lineup of the playlist. So go ahead and tell us your five songs for the week. Where, where, so uh, <clears throat> I have five songs for the week. I didn't put any honorable mentions because they would have been all Vince Staples, and I knew G was going to come with all <laughs> hey, Vince Staples. Smart. Yo, because The Shining is is my record. Like, I love yeah. the twist on that. And then there's another record on there. Uh, what's the one trip? The Traveling Trip? What is it called? Uh, take a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Take a trip. Um, and a few others, but man, Evan Stables is dope. Uh, very great album. That was one of the albums that I did check out this week, uh, with a few others. So now my top five, um, the first one on the list is Nas. Nas is coming. This is after, uh, uh, it was weird in the album. So they released an expanded edition of it. Um, of this album in which it was, it was pretty cool, uh, to hear this album again. And, you know, this is one of 
this is Nas's classic, you know. Uh, so it was it was a great album. Yeah. But one of those songs that I always liked from there was Nas is coming. So you get a chance, man, go check that out. You want to hear Nas spitting and talking, so talking his stuff, then that's the record to listen to. Uh, Nas is coming off of uh, it was written. Um, from there, Maria the Scientist, man. I'm just gonna say it, man. Re, I, I want to say it's, it's Re Re World. Or is it Rai Rai World? But R-I-R-I World, whatever it is. I'm going to say Riri, but, you know. Um, yo, I love this album. It was smooth. It was easy to listen to. A lot of, man, it's got a lot of different, like, records. Everything, it's a lot on there for everyone. Uh, one of the records that stood out to me was called Brain. And when you listen to it, you'll see why. Uh, man, it's a great record, man. I enjoy it. If you ain't heard of Maria the Scientist, go check out Maria the Scientist. Uh, from there, I was on my Nipsey Hustle tip. So I was listening to Mailbox Money. Uh, if you haven't heard that, that was one of Nipsey's mixtapes mix from uh, from a little while back. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a mixtape. I want to say that almost Nipsey's mixtapes are almost like albums. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I, I feel like some of these are like some of his first albums, but Victory Lap was his first official album. But, you know, Mailbox Money was an incredible mixtape. One song that I always enjoy, it was called A Miracle. Uh, go check that one out. It's just Nipsey, man. I, I, Nipsey's just uh, the great artist that he was and what he put in his music, man. You'll see why, just how, you know, it's all the motivation he put in there. So go check that one out off of Mailbox Money. Uh, from there, T.I., what you're saying, Tip. Now, this was from an old mixtape, and uh, it was a Gangsta Grills with DJ Drama and DJ MLK called uh, Fuck a Mixtape. The cool thing about this is it had, like, Jamie Foxx was on there, Kevin Hart, and all they was talking about was, like, Fuck a Mixtape, you need to do an album. Um, but on here, this was one where I, I think he was recently, like, fresh out of, uh, fresh out of jail the first time. And he dropped this uh, fucking mixtape. But, man, I enjoyed this one. I was glad. I just went back. I actually went back and listened to a lot of tip. Actually, I was listening to the Libra. I was listening to Dime Trap. And then I saw this one. was like, man, I ain't listened to uh, this one in a minute. And so off of there, man, one of my records that I always enjoyed was What You're Saying, Tip. Uh, plus, it, it's a lot more on there. So go back and check that out. It's always cool to listen to some old tip and people that was on there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, from there, man, I was on my Kendrick Lamar tip. Um, I, I got on Kendrick because I think, uh, not I think, I know, uh, I say Rashad released, well, not released, he said he released, he told everyone when his release date would be for his album, which uh, I don't know it at the moment. Um, but <laughs> what got me on Kendrick was someone in the comments was like, that's cool, but I'm waiting on Kendrick. And I was, I was like, dang. I was like, okay. Which we we all kind of are. So, you know what? I got on my Kendrick tip. Um, I listened to Good Kid, Mad City. I listened to The Pimple Butterfly. And I listened to, uh, I didn't get all the way through Damn, but it, we was driving. I forgot what we were driving to. And I was able to listen uh, to all of those albums and kind of, not one setting, I think, uh, I think I, we drove and I listened to Good Kid, Mad City and then half a Pimple Butterfly. And then on the way back, we uh, I listened to the rest of Pimple Butterfly and then I listened to some of them. Uh, so it, I think we was we was probably headed to drop off my my son. He was at his, his aunt's house for the weekend. So that was about an hour away. So I had a good time to listen. But Good Kid, Mad City, man, you go back and listen to the album, just how good it was. 
and then also listening to Pimple Pimp Butterfly and them all like simultaneously, you figure out that man, dude, just awesome. And yes, we're all waiting. So the last song on my top five was uh, one of my favorite songs from Good Kid, Mad City, which is Sing About Me and uh, I'm Dying of Thirst. Uh, man, I love that record like a lot. Uh, it was just amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't have no honorable mentions, but a couple other albums that I did check out this week is uh, I checked out this. I took a I, I was in the I was in not the Crown Vic. I used to have a Crown Vic, by the way. Uh, I was in the Challenger, and I want to <laughs> hear some beat because I got that big speaker in there. So I, I took a risk and I I hopped on a BFG strap, um, strap for president, and by my surprise, I kind of dig it. Uh, it's, it's some. There's some good features on there, some good producers on here. Uh, this is my first time hearing of them. So if y'all know more about BFG Strap, let me know. Uh, so I can go back and listen to some older stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I might check them out a little more and get a little more research, but it, it was pretty cool. Um, from there, uh, I tried to check out, what's in the, I, I know I'm a butcher name, but I'm gonna try. Is it Snow yeah, Allegra? Snow Allegra. Yeah. Snow Allegra. Um, I heard a lot about this album. I heard it was dope. I heard it was really good. Uh, temporary highs in the uh, in the violet. Um, I have to listen to it again because I'm be honest. First listen, I was like, nah, nah I'm not digging it. Uh, but I will have to go back and listen again because uh, when the homies say they they enjoyed this, you know, enjoyed this album, it was riding. Then maybe I was just in the wrong setting of listening to mm-hmm. it. But it didn't pass the car test because I just went back to Maria the scientist. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going back to this, uh, but I'm gonna have to go check it out again, and because I, I just want to see, all right, am I? Uh, was it just the wrong setting? Let me, you know, in different settings, you get different feels. So, uh, other than that, man, it was just some older stuff that I'm not gonna mention uh, because I mention them all the time. So, yeah, that that pretty much rounds out my week, man. All right, man. That's a that's a good week, man. That's a real good week. I'm glad that you Mariah Scientist John came out because like I didn't even know. I had no idea that she had dropped anything. I know we had talked about her before because my cousin Dama had put me on her. Yeah. And I liked the other project that she had out. Um and so like I I didn't know this came out, so I'm definitely gonna be checking that out. So uh throwing it over to Tommy, man, what you got for this week, man? All right, man. So this week, man, my top five, man. Um, I was a little bit of everywhere with my top five. Um, I'm gonna start off with uh, "Just Got Paid" by uh, Johnny Kemp okay. off the album "Secrets of Flying." I have no like. I got there from the Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown verses. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it kept like going on in my head. And then literally it was Friday and I had just got paid. So it was like <laughs> I started bumping that. Giant <laughs> so uh, that was that was one. Um, yes, indeed. My little baby featuring uh, Drake off of uh, Harder Than Ever uh, mixtape. Um, that was the first time that when I heard that mixtape for the first time, it was like, oh, little baby is is dope. You know, and then just just seeing his growth from then to uh, to now, man, it's just amazing. So um, that's what got me there. Um, next um, is Energy from Big Crit. Um, actually, man, I was just entitled and, and they had it as one of your track radios. And so I clicked on it, it was like, 
this is a fire song, man. So this is like mm-hmm. kind of like hey, if that had that one on repeat while I was doing some work and stuff like that. Um, successful, um, Drake and uh, Trey songs and Lil Wayne off of the So Far Gone uh, mixtape. Um, that was just one of my jams, man. And somehow I think that uh, successful song was on the Energy playlist. And it just, you know, caught my ear, man. And I was like, oh, I used to have that as a ringtone. That used to be alarm for me. All type of stuff, man. So, um, ringing up the real, man. I got Let Me See It by UGK. I went on this little UGK kick. I think it was because one of y'all had uh, put them in the the playlist. I can't remember. I I don't know if it was last week or the week before. But um, I had one on a little kick, man. UGK, that's off of the Dirty Money album. And uh, I was like, man, these guys right here, like, you miss Pimp C because of mm-hmm. what they had, man. And, and you know, Bomb B is dope, but together, they, it's it's like the outcast effect for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I think Big Boy is dope, but together, you know, I think they, like, uh, are an amazing group. So, um, yeah, that's a... That's really how I got there, man. Um, like you guys, I listened to that Vince Staples. Um, unlike you guys, I, I ain't saying I ain't like it. I like Vince Staples as a, as a rapper because I think he can, he definitely can rap. Um, it just didn't, the album didn't hit me like you guys. I gave it like two listens and I was like, all right, cool. You know, um, that Snow Allegra album, it's in my queue to listen to. I haven't gotten a, gotten a chance to check it out yet, but, um, I, the songs that I've been listening or like the albums I was listening to, I got on a Michael Jackson kick. So I listened to, uh, the Jackson's, uh, Destiny album, uh, Michael Jackson off the wall, Michael Jackson thriller, um, the bad album. Um, it's another album. It's a song, uh, shit, heartbreak hotel. I think mm-hmm. that's the name of that, of the song. Um, Every time I listen to it, I'd be like, dang, that that was a somebody remade that song or used the beat or sampled it. Um, I can't remember like without playing it, who you know did it. But um, but yeah, man, that's my music week, man. That's what I've been listening to, my top five and all that. Good jazz. That's what's up, man. So it sounds like we got a good playlist again this week, man. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of stretches some everywhere, man. We got going from UGK to Lil Baby to Johnny Kemp to Janae Aiko, like new people that I ain't never heard of, Jody Somerville, dude. Like we, <laughs> we all over the place this week, man. We got it covered. So yeah. people that's listening, man, go check out the playlist. Like I said, you can find it on Apple Music. On Apple Music, it's just called A Speaker Geekers Playlist. And then if you go to Spotify, uh, Speaker Geekers Podcast Weekly. I'm going to turn it back over to Tommy, man. Let's get into this, dude. Man. Let's get into it, man. Um, I want to start kind of keeping it with uh, music for a little second. Um, okay. Obama came out with a summer playlist. And okay. I read it, and I was like, you know, like I was like, I like his, his musical uh, palette. But some of the songs, I had no clue who they were. But I'm going to just read it off real quick, man, or try to real quick. Um, 
we got Pick Up Your Feelings from uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Switch it up from uh, Protege featuring Coffee, which Coffee is dope. Um, Holding Back the Years, Simply Red, My Sweet Lord, George Harrison, Straightening, Migos, Desperado, Rihanna, Leave the Door Open, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pac, Silk Sonic, um, Interlude, Sarah Vaughn, Eleanor Tuya. Um, it's a remix, Rocky, R.D., Mike Towers, Nikki Nicole, Tumbling Dice, The Rolling Stones, Astronaut in the Ocean, Max Wolf, Frozen, Sabrina Claudia, Claudio, If You Really Love Me, Stevie Wonder, Walking, Miles Davis, Exodus. That's a dope song. That's one of my favorites from Bob Marley and the Wailers. And, uh, does anybody really know what time it is? Uh, Chicago, Coyote, uh, Johnny Mitchell, Moab, Mohabat, Aruj, after I don't know. Didn't you know? <laughs> didn't you know? Erica Badu. <laughs> Allure. Jay-Z. Um, almost done, guys. Consequence. Kiki Lee. Everybody loves the Sunshine Royal Airs. Ubiquity. Um, so hard. Nezzy. I'll be your baby tonight. Bob Dylan. Neighbors. J. Cole. Good Day. Scissor. Takes you back. Brother Sundance featuring Bryce Vine. You ain't the problem. Clapton. Michael. I don't know how you say his last name. Everything is never quite enough. Why is this Diop? Um, the Tears of a Clown. I've never heard that song. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Wants and Needs. Drake fe- <laughs> featuring Lil Baby. Aguas de Marco. Ellis, Regina, and Antonio Carlos Jobin. Um, it's way it's way with me. Why Oak? Um, I'll take you there. The Staple Sisters find find a way. Her featuring little baby, a kiss to build a dream on. Louis Armstrong, speak your mind. Um, Brandy Car- Carlisle and Lush Life. Ella Fitzgerald, dude. Uh, President Barack Obama, man, can't do no wrong with me and his musical selections, man. This is a fire playlist to me. Outside of the people that I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I can't give an opinion about it, but um, like he's known, like I feel like now he's known for having good musical select uh, taste. Um, but what's y'all thoughts on this playlist, man? Is that something y'all would bump or? Yeah, how about the ads? Uh, uh, where can we find it? Because I want to listen to all of it. I honestly, let's see. Do they say we can find it somewhere? Because I just saw that off of uh, Twitter. Uh, here's a playlist of songs. I don't think it's anywhere specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just, I just find it. I would hope he released it on like Apple Music. Or that something. would be, would be cool, right? Yeah. yeah I, I think I check out did. all those. Like, I don't see why, why that wouldn't be a thing, like on Spotify or on uh Apple Music. It's not on title. I didn't see it on title, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, take a look I just searched his name. I don't see anything for. Uh, wait, nope. I found it. The summer playlist. It's on uh, Spotify. Barack Is Obama's twenty twenty one summer playlist. Yeah. There we go. Well, yeah, he got a reading list too, man. Well, we'll I just think dude is dope, man. <laughs> like, dude, dude is a great role <laughs> model for people to look up to, man. Absolutely. I might walk through the house talking about leave the door open. Right. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> Michelle, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, you got plans. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, he man, got a, no. uh, it looks like he has a, a running list for uh, just 2021, period. When you oh, go yeah. on there, he got one that says Barack Obama's favorite music of 2021. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's cool that he, he messed with uh, Lil Baby like that, man. Lil Baby on here like two or three times. Yeah, I think it's just cool that he he embraces the new, you know, the younger generation of music as well as the older generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a lot of people that don't. They just like y'all music trash. This is good music, but then you have some people who embrace all. So I think is I think that part is like the awesome part of it all. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely with that, man. Um, also, <laughs> man. Drake, I find it, 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 it's just the idea of this, right? Drake had, like, went on a date with someone with it, I guess is his, the girl he's dating now or something like that. Um, like, this dude had rented out the Dodgers Stadium, bro. So, like, for them to just have a date, like, this, yeah. do you not know how much, how much, like, first off, that has to cost a lot. Then secondly, it's like, bro, could you imagine taking your wife out to like not telling her where you finna go, but just taking her to an empty stadium to have dinner. I'll be honest. I wonder if that's really how romantic that really is. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's that's more for us than it is for them. Like, yeah, it's just just not that y'all say that on people who can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Not that y'all say that. No, I think it's like you like you know how people go all out for like uh, proposals. Yeah, I ain't saying they trying to sit up mm-hmm. and propose to this girl, but I mean, people do that to impress the person, not to encourage the person to say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I get what y'all saying. How romantic it could be, or who, like, who's really you're doing it for? Especially in his with his status, um, you you yeah. it's a it's a uh, what is it a a publishing or publicizing uh, gesture. Well, this is how I'm gonna tell everybody we dating or something like that. Well, I think it was pretty secretive. I think they only figured out they were there because somebody happened to be flying over the stadium. Yeah, and that's how they. And because I think it's only one picture of them like looking up, like um, mm-hmm. someone sees us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it was. I don't think it was a publicity stunt or anything. I think it just. <laughs> you know, I think it was a, it's probably a pretty cool private gesture. I just wonder, like, what else did you do? You know, like, cause sitting like on the base, <laughs> yeah, cause sitting on the base, how the rest of the dinner. day go? <laughs> yeah, like, like, did y'all watch a movie there, or you know, what I'm saying on the big right. screen, or like, what else was it? Cause just sitting there and empty just stadium, be dinner, right? Yeah, it had to be more than just. I mean, it was like, it's no baseball game going on at it's just, all. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I honestly wonder how much it costs. Like the cost to do that is it, is that something regular people can do, or you got to be in a certain like price range to actually be like you yeah. got to know the right people, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's as expensive as we think it was. Because yeah. if there was no planned game, there was no planned event. The the stadium was just there. Yeah. It probably wasn't. Like, as you know, like what we think it would possibly be, right? Because yeah. it sounds like it's expensive to do. It does, yeah. You know, like but I'm gonna rent out this whole stadium, like yeah. But renting out a movie theater sounds expensive. 
And then you yeah. find out that it's not. And you're like, right. oh, that's it? <laughs> like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, so I, it might not have been as expensive as it was. Yeah. I just really wonder how. Like, what else did y'all do in there? Was like someone was in there and sung for y'all? Uh, like, <laughs> I, I would have took it to the, like, if I'm going to rent out something, I'll probably rent out one of the basketball courts and then we watch a movie on the screen yeah. in the basketball court. Uh, nah, but oh, that's not since I'm a Dallas enough, Cowboy, man. since I'm a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fan, we could have rent out the Dallas Cowboy Stadium, yeah. watched the movie on that screen, yeah, and ate dinner, and you know had a good time. But it looked like they just like sit there, yeah. Great conversation, but you do stuff like that when you're like first dating. And stuff not like not that. On the first date, not on the first date, but like first, <laughs> oh like tr- still trying to like. <laughs> that's, the equivalent, that's the equivalent. Of like, all right, our first date, we went to Chili's, and like your first date, you took it to Roof Chris. Yeah. And like, goodness gracious, man, how do you top the first date? <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard. You got to keep taking it to Roof Chris now, right? Yeah, man, you set the precedent when you do that, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, this is what I expect now. We're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium with my family. Yeah. <laughs> at the 50 yard line. Man, what? It's gonna Man, be a big ass table. table. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we doing now. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. But um I just thought that was pretty cool though, you know. Um yeah. you know, to to actually do something like that um and stuff. So um, this next thing is um like we we posted about it during the week, mm-hmm. um, and kind of want to just give her congratulations and like this amazing, amazing fourteen year old um black girl from Louisiana. Um, she uh, her name is Zayla Avant Guard. Like I really like listen to her. Say, like, her say her name and stuff. Cause I was like, I I mess up people's names a mm-hmm. lot, and I feel like that's so disrespectful. But um, I want to give her a congratulations and and say it on our platform just because it's our platform one, and you know it's deserving. This girl is, is one amazing person. Um, she yes. won the the spelling bee, the first black person to win the spelling bee. Um. Yeah, the national, what is it called? Scripps National Spelling Bees, yeah. first African American winner. Um, she won it last Thursday after spelling the word Mariah, M U R R A Y A. Um, yeah, I would have got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it, I'm like, that's spelled wrong anyway. But <laughs> she she did that, and then also come to find out, man, she is a basketball prodigy, mm-hmm. um, and a Guinness World Record holder for yes. three times, basically a three time Guinness World Record holder. Uh, she's just cold in basketball. Like I seen the highlight reel mm-hmm. of her. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she'll definitely beat me. Um, <laughs> man, I'm thinking back back about my uh, sixth grade tryout. But anyway, um, most balls juggled in one minute with four basketballs, most dribbles in 30 seconds with four basketballs, and most basketballs dribbled by one person simultaneously, um, which was six. Yeah. Um, thoughts, man? What's your thoughts? Praises? Uh, congratulations? What y'all? What y'all got to say, man? 
Man, you done said it all, man. She out there <laughs> killing it, basically. She's 14 years old. She's got three Guinness World Records. She's won the National Spelling Bee. Um, I saw the Sports Center interview with her where she was talking about some of her aspirations and goals. One of them was to do gene editing. And I was like, gene editing? Nigga, damn. But <laughs> she, she wants to do that. She said she would like to be an NBA coach. And it was like two other things that she said as well, but I can't remember because I'm just overwhelmed by the audacity <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to just want to do so much. And I'm just like, damn, bro, when I was 14, I don't know what the hell I was thinking about doing, <laughs> but it wasn't breaking Guinness World Records and right. winning spelling bee. So, like, just congrats. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it, man. Keep going so we can see what else you can achieve, man, because she got the potential to do whatever the hell she want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. It ain't ain't too much else to say besides keep it safe, keep uh, you know, keep climbing that mountain uh to success. Cause that's it. It's just yeah, man. It's just a great thing. It, it really ain't too much to say that. That, that should really nah, it's, it's not. Amazing. I mean, like it's just amazing. Yeah, I did want to break up Guinness World Records at at that age. That's one thing I did want to do. Did bro. You? I was, bro. I was just trying to break track records at that <laughs> age, man. <laughs> Just trying to get into the nationals, man. Yeah. But, but yeah. Nah. Congratulations. Uh, family, keep supporting them. Uh, nah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely, uh, I, I always feel like it's it's a big thing, it's, especially when it comes to kids, man. You have to celebrate kids and make sure that they know that, hey, you you're doing good. I'm proud of you and everything like that. And this is the ultimate I'm proud of you um, put on her shoulders just because we all know and are like can associate with the spelling bee. Like I still remember the word that I got put out on in the spelling bee and I still have trouble spelling it. I'm not going to tell y'all what word it was, but You know, but we all we all have been a part of it or know people who's been a part of it. And, you know, we've seen we've all seen Akilah and the B. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, f- to and I know for a fact that I've got caught up on like watching it on TV every now and again, you know, seeing people like tripping and stuff like that of how they spelling words and stuff. So now nah, it's it's huge, man. It's huge for for her and everything like that. So once again, from the Speaker Geekers family, from 3M Media's family, um, everybody over here, man, we want to say congratulations to Zaila Avant Guard. Um moving on down my list, man, I wanted to point out Yukon's um Star point guard. She uh the ESPYs was last was on Saturday. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. And um she won um college best college athlete in women's sports. But that's not what I want to kind of highlight from her. Um the 19-year-old in her speech um and I'm gonna read the whole part. Um she said some other things. She said, congratulations, you know, thank God, thank her mom and family and everybody, her teammates for supporting her. But she went on to say, um, talk about black women and how underappreciated they were and uh, how they 
she's in the fight with him. I'm a, uh, this is what she said in her speech to Maria Taylor, Robin Roberts, Maya Moore, Odyssey Alexander, to all the incredible black women in my life and on my teams, to Breonna Taylor and all the lives lost, and to, to those names who are not yet learned, but I hope to share. I stand behind you and I continue to follow you, follow your lead and fight for you guys. So I just want to say thank you for everything. Um, that, that part right there, I feel like was, was one of the highlights of the SB. I didn't watch the ESPYs, but was one of, was one of the big things, um, said because she used a platform where her being celebrated was the, was the subject, but she took the opportunity and time to say, Hey, I'm in this fight with you guys. I may not know everything. I may, you know, it's some things that I do need to learn, but I'm here, you know, and I'm, I'm in support of you guys. And I, I feel like that's going back to the fight and the struggle that we always talk about, which is having the support of other people and not being silent on, on opportunities that you don't have to be silent on. Like she didn't have to say any of this, but she did. So I just kind of want to point that out um, and get y'all thoughts on it because I know usually y'all think differently from me. So I'm just trying to do a, a taste test to see what y'all think. <laughs> so what you got? G. <laughs> Don't everybody speak at once, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, that's her speech. That's her time to say what she want to say. Uh, the one thing that's been grinding my gears lately uh, is, is the fact that people people just want people that are in sports to just do sports and not say anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, sports, that's it. You know, whatever. So whenever, uh, um, an athlete or someone in sports does stand up and say something, uh, especially in their time to talk, <laughs> you know, yeah. I actually, I actually applaud it so much more. And I'm like, yeah, keep it up. Cause there's a lot of people out here that don't want y'all to say nothing. They just want y'all to, you know, like the like they told LeBron dribble a basketball and mm-hmm. shut up you know um, but no we're more than that you gotta remember that these athletes are people too you know not only that black people <laughs> you know uh, also during the SPs I, I gotta mention this too uh, you know you had the first the first main the first time two black women wrestled for a title in WWE not only that but they may have been at one of the biggest shows WrestleMania mm-hmm. won award too. You oh, know, did they? Yeah, they hmm. they won award too. Uh, so you know these black women are doing extraordinary things, but not only that, they have something to say. Uh, the black woman at the um, at the Olympic trials who everybody had jumped on her back for, uh, you know, they played the national anthem when she was on the podium mm-hmm. and just happened to zoom in on her. Um, that you know she's an activist athlete is what she put on her shirts and you know people are people are consistently consistently upset about oh they shouldn't you know they should just leave just stay in just stay in your lane play you know play your sport but 
nah, man, they're human beings too. And they got a huge platform and they're doing what they feel is right in their heart. And not to mention it's doing their time. So for me, I have absolutely no problem with it. Keep it up, you know, keep going. Cause it, you know, I, I think it's a great thing. So yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. Keep, keep it up. That's all I got to say, man. Like I, I applaud her doing that. I think it's human nature anyways to whenever the spotlight is on you, kind of say what's on your mind. This is what you do. Um, even if you go to Twitter right now and you find any viral, any tweet, the first tweet under every viral tweet is a tweet of somebody saying either whatever they're trying to promote mm-hmm. or like saying a disclaimer, like, bro, I ain't got nothing to promote, just follow me, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. when people have a platform, they're going to say what's on their mind. And that's what was on her mind. So she said what was on her mind. And I don't think you can be upset with her speaking her mind. Right, right. No, I just, I just, you know, I just found it kind of interesting and hope that to better understand a a people, a thing, right? To better understand it, you have to admit that you don't understand it and that you're willing to learn from it. And you know, the the ultimate um, praise to a person is to say, hey, I'm with you, but um, I'm I'm trying to, I want to learn from you, you know, and thank you for blazing the way. Um, because we all understand that Black women has had it the hardest out of anybody on this, on in this country, period. Because they have to take it from a woman's perspective and then being Black, you know, at one point in time, it was like, hey, we, you know, we getting this, but then it's still their women. You know, it wasn't until recent times women could actually, um, you know, um, have leadership positions or was considered for leadership positions, you know. And, uh, you know, for them to be the the vessel for us to get here, it's like it's, it's, it's crazy. Um and I just kind of wanted to applaud her. Um, last thing I got for this new segment, man, is uh, <laughs> it was a video. We all watched this video. Video shows Trooper performing like the Heimlich maneuver on a motorist choking on a bag of weed. Um, I just, when I heard this, I couldn't believe that that's what happened because I was like, I don't know what he got stopped for. Um, like he was speeding on the video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what it was. It, it was, yeah. uh, he pulled over in, in a Portage County, Ohio. Um, <laughs> he basically was, he was going 94 in a 70 mile per hour um, zone. Mm-hmm. And he got pulled over, stopped to like, I guess he just was like, I'm finna chug it. And the bag of weed didn't go all the way down. It got stuck. And yeah. so the officer in the video, you see the officer, hey, are you okay? Open the door, get him out, start, you know, immediately doing the, the Heimlich maneuver. Um, and you see it fall out his his mouth. The question that was asked at the end of the video was, is it is it worth dying? Is a misdemeanor worth dying for? Mm. You know, um, never been put in a situation like that. First off, secondly, um, why speed? And you know you have an illegal substance in the why cause attention to yourself 
when you know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> and then your fix is to swallow it. That's crazy to me, man. Um, <laughs> what was y'all thoughts on this uh on this whole little, little thing, man? Shout just, out to the officer though. Yeah, thank you for saving that man, like because he yeah. didn't die right there in front of you. Uh, but no, just dumb decision. You shouldn't yeah. have done. Like you shouldn't have tried to swallow. And I don't even know how big big the bag was. It's kind of like a shadowy figure coming out of his right, mouth right. when it comes out. But it looked like it was big enough to where you know not to swallow that motherfucker. Right. It's not a pill. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, don't be trying to do that shit. So that just not a good decision. Don't do that shit. My one of one of one of the things I want to know is all right, what is that? That was obviously like a state trooper. Yeah. So what did the car look like? Because when you see him zoom past it, oh yeah, he was gone. He was rolling. <laughs> I was like, you didn't see that? Like of all the things you could have done, you didn't see this state trooper car, which is normally like, you know, the loudest, weirdest color on the road yeah. with big ass lights on the top. Um, but I wonder if it fast. was I wonder if it was one of those like undercover ones, you know, uh mm-hmm. what, but what nevertheless. Why didn't you just open if you're gonna swallow it? Why don't you open the bag and swallow it that way? Uh, because like G said, that didn't look like no small sack, and <laughs> I get it. Maybe he thought he was gonna poop it out so he smoke it yeah. later. He yeah. might have been just a little off, but, but you know, <laughs> he said probably- he was sorry. At the end, he did. He did. He said, "I'm sorry <laughs> to yeah. you, to yourself." <laughs> yeah, you, you are. You are sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, man. If you the police officer in that instance, what you do? Because I'm letting that money go, and I'm gonna be like, "Bro, that was your consequence right there. That's all you need." <laughs> I think I'm with you. I think I probably would have too, man. Hey, man, just get home safe. All right, uh, right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this bag over here, and and you just go home. Uh, no, nah, you give it back to him. Like I have nah. to at this point. Here you go, man. <laughs> Remember this. Oh, you want that sack tough? Like, you, <laughs> right. know, you got the camera. On. <laughs> you got it. Hey, man, look, <laughs> just. That's one, crazy. I don't know if I'm gonna touch the bag because that was nah. I, I would not touch that bag. Um, they said the man received a citation for speeding and failure to wear a seatbelt. He also received a misdemeanor summons for illegal marijuana and was released from the scene. Uh, I let him go. Yeah, he let him <laughs> there go. You go. <laughs> so he do have to go to court for it, but you know he let him go home uh, because I mean, like like you said, Steve, that's punishment. Like you yeah. damn near died over this sack of weed. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be hilarious when they play the video back in court. Bruh. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh son, what what was you thinking here? What did you like really? <laughs> like, can you imagine like trying to explain that to his mama? Mm. Like <laughs> go through the story, explain it to your mama. Like, yeah, I got yeah. I was speeding, and then my my initial thought was to I got this weed in the car. Let me swallow the sack. You're stupid. Chances <laughs> <laughs> are he wasn't even gone. Probably was like he the wasn't car. gonna be right. You're he speeding. wasn't gonna find the sack. He was just right. gonna get for speeding. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Unless he been sitting in the car smoking it, but obviously. Oh well, know. in that case, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's your ass, yeah. Mr. Boss, right. man. But still, uh, though, it's, it's like, bro, if you have it in the car, like, either throw it out somehow. First off, just don't speed. Man, he had like, to get home. Like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> like you're going 94 <laughs> in a 70 mile per hour zone. Yeah. Like, I, like, some people drive fast. I can tell you. I can tell you right now, he wasn't smoking it going 94. Nah, he like, couldn't. He, he, he couldn't. Nah. You, you're not doing that. But uh, this nigga going 94 miles per hour, shirtless with no seatbelt on. Yeah. With the weed in the car. Bro, you hot as hell. You yeah. need to chill out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking about hot boy summer. Goodness gracious, right, man. Like, you, you, tri- you tripping for real, bro. Hard, hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as the officer, you got to be like, WTF, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you see him speed past him, I'm sure he was like, the hell? Right. (laughs) You didn't see me? (laughs) Like, I'm in a state trooper car. You did not see me. Uh, That's crazy. Well, shout out to that officer, man, for for actually um, helping, saving that guy's life. Mm -hmm. um, Right, right, right. So, Uh, shout out to him for saving his life and, and doing what he needed to do on that one. Um, but that's all I got, man, for this week in the news, man. Hopefully, I ain't take too, take y'all too long, take too much of your time. Um, but now, nah, man, it's it's been an interesting week. So, uh, I'm gonna shoot it over to Steve, man. Let's get yeah, it. man. Yeah, man. Good, good top fives. Good news. <laughs> so now. We're going to hop into it, man. So this topic, as we said at the beginning of the episode, came from uh, Ola. Shout out to Ola off in Nashville doing his thing. Make sure y'all check out the podcast that we had with him. Great interview. Uh, But he brought up the importance of characters in hip hop. Um, This was very interesting because we know there are characters, but we never just sat down and realized, you know, the importance the uh of you know say having those distinct characters in hip hop um also that people even play you know even kind of um had those characters or that there were similar characters around and what made people and and that was the underlining that made a lot of people stars like say a Busta Rhymes or say a Ludacris or um say a Jay-Z, uh, just kind of defining their character, their place in the game. So today we're going to be talking about that. Um, we're going to have some fun with it, talking about the importance, um, how, the meaning behind having characters. Does this make people stars? And we're just going to have fun with it, man. We're going we're gonna to have some fun with it. So get ready. Uh, and I'll start it off with the definition of character, which is it could be a bevy of things, which two definitions that stuck out to me was one was um, a person's. Um, oh, sorry about that. My computer, this was not there first. Um, one <laughs> thing that stuck out to me was the mental and moral qualities distinct to an individual. And then the other part is, you know, the person that is being, you know, saying the person in a novel play or movie. So, you know, with that being said, if you look at hip hop and the distinction, I think both of those definitions fit completely because for some people it is a complete movie or novel of their lives or, you know, they're just playing a character. Whereas some people, 
uh, you know what I'm saying? It's actually, it's actually them, their mental, their actual persona. So let's get into it, man. Let's talk about the importance of having characters in hip hop, uh, not just characters in hip hop, but I guess characters in, you know what I'm saying, any genre that defines a person and separates them from the pack that mm-hmm. takes them to that next level. So let, yeah. man, let's hop into it, man. So we got the definition out. Um, we got the topic out. So let's do it. So first off, man, the importance. What do y'all think, man? Is it very, very, now that we, it's been brought to our attention, is this, is this like the, I don't want to say the secret to you becoming that star in the game, but is this one of those pieces of the puzzle that an artist must have to make it to that, to that next level? What you think, G? I think so, man. Um, I like, ever since we had that conversation with O, I've started to look at, like, I guess, uh, specifically hip hop. Um, I guess you could expand it to different genres as well and just music in general. But um, specifically in hip hop, I started to think of hip hop as like a television series. And like Mm -hmm. every single artist is like a character on that television series. And so, you know, it used to be a way that there'd be like a main character and then you got like side characters and then that's pretty much the show. But as shows have progressed over the years, you kind of have several main characters in the series. And it may be like, this season we focusing on this person. This season we focusing on that person. And mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of is what hip-hop is molded around. When you think about the story of hip-hop from the inception point to like now, you can think of it in different seasons and eras. You can say in this era, this person was the main character. In this era, these people were the main character. Or this was the main topic type of thing because like it may not necessarily be just the person. So for instance, you might have like the Biggie Tupac era where it's Mm -hmm. like their feud and their battle of like the East Coast, West Coast thing is like the central focusing point Mm -hmm. for hip hop. Um, And then you might have like the trap era where you got like trap music is like the focus of hip hop. And then within that focus, you got different characters, people like T.I., people like Jeezy. People, people like Gucci Mane who have like established themselves as you got to pay attention to us this season. Like our story is important for the advancement of hip hop as a series. And then you got other people where it's like they can come in for a second and then they can leave. Kind of like how characters do on movies or on TV shows. Like you might mm-hmm. have somebody come in and you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that character right there. They was only on there for this season. Or like they was on there for this season and then that person got killed off because the fans didn't react to them that way. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily like killed off, because I know that's kind of sensitive yeah, as far yeah. as people dying. But like people don't be on the show no more. Um, like specifically, I thought of uh I thought of Chameleon there. Like you got like riding dirty, this nigga's like on top of the world for a second, and then he kind of like fades out of the the spotlight. That don't mean that he don't exist no more and that he can't show up again on the show on the series of hip hop, but it means that he's not necessarily the focus no more. Because mm-hmm. he does pop up again in different things. Like he on a um, I know for sure he was on a Crit song when I was listening to Crit when Crit first came out called Time Machine. And I was like, damn, the millionaire here. Where the fuck he come from? I remember that <laughs> But uh, <Yeah. laughs> it's it's like when you see an old character on a series re reoccur come up and you be like, damn, I remember that man. I forgot he was even on this show. I thought they was done with that character. But now he's back. And so that's how I kind of been looking at it ever since we had that conversation with Oh, It's just like looking at hip hop as like a series and then 
each artist is just a character in the series and their importance varies. Man, I I don't know how you get much better than that. That's a hell <laughs> like of that, an analogy, yeah, bro. That, that was just that was to me spot on. Uh Tommy T, man, you got something to add? Uh I I wanna say Right now, today, it's not necessary. But then again, like after listening to Greg's analogy, I was like, damn, it is necessary, you know, in a sense of what part of the series you're in. You know, like I think about um, Meek Mill is is one that comes up. And my my take on the whole character thing was um, you have the name Meek Mill. He, he got it from Real Meek. That's his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like for me in in their music and his music, how closely is he rapping about his life and how how different of from his life to you know his his actual music? Like how different is it? You know what I'm saying? And those are the when I think of a character or something, I think of somebody playing a role. Mm-hmm. And when it's like, um really not a role, but your name is not your real name, then it's like, how much of a character does this this play? Like, you think of, uh, like, go back, you think of Flavor Flav. Like, that was yeah. a character to me. Definitely. Yeah. You know, Buster Rhymes was a character to me, but because of what he was rapping about, um, you brought up Ludacris. Ludacris' name was just you know, that, that that was the character. But what he was rapping about was like I felt like was what his life was about. And so that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing for me when it comes to thinking about having those uh oh, those characters. Like uh you think about wrestling, and I know this is completely off guard, but uh mm-hmm. my favorite wrestler, Ultimate Warrior, you know, that was the character. But this man was actually wrestling. Like, we know that some of the moves are fake and some of them are over-exaggerated and stuff like that, but they're really actually wrestling. You know, when you come down, when you break down to the actual action of what they're doing. And so some rappers, for me, like you think about Weird Al, what the fuck was he rapping about or singing about or making these songs about? You, You know, that was a character. Yeah. You know, in the art and in like the the my name, you mm-hmm. know, um, even though that was his actual name. Um, but to be successful, I think you do have to have some type of to kind of piggyback off of your analogy, your role in the series of mm-hmm. where we are, you know, in time, because the rappers of today could not be successful back then. In the 80s, you couldn't be successful because what's the song of uh, Curtis? Was it Curtis Blow? Um, don't push me. No, way, Curtis Blow. He was like, oh, God, who's that rap group, man? Um, they was like, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I can't I can't remember who it was. It's one of the Funky Five. or the You know, they had like the, the 80s rappers all had characters. Mm-hmm. But some of them were, yeah. were rapping about like <laughs> what's God Lee man? I wish I knew the name. And I see I sw- I'm watching the video in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see it too. <laughs> they in the ghetto. Now, I shit. think it was Curtis Blow. It's like uh, 
God. It's Grandmaster Flash. Furious Five. Grandmaster Flash. The message. Yeah. Yeah, the message. That's what yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, so the, like that was like their everyday life, and that was real for them, you know. But then you have a lot yeah. of a lot of them were just just rhyming. You know, sugar hip hip hop, hip a hip into the hip hip hop, you know. You know, they just up here rhyming. The Sugar Hill Gang was a character. You know, they mm-hmm. fit a mold because when hip hop was first started, it started from like those parties. You yeah. know, from a DJ like mm-hmm. doing everything and and you know, you had somebody that would help keep the party going. I know, got a but, question, man. I got a question that's coming it? to mind like as I'm listening to you, Tommy, because I agree like those are characters that people are creating even in those different eras. But like what makes a character resonate with the audience, like the hip hop audience versus a character that doesn't resonate with the hip hop audience? Because first of all, I guess I got to figure out who the hell does it. Right. <laughs> like right, who, yeah. who came out and then just kind of disappeared and we was like, oh yeah, that didn't work. Um, yeah. And like what makes, what makes somebody stick around? I feel like some of it is um, how relatable it mm-hmm. is. And so like when you talk about Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five, it's like they rapping about something that a lot of people at that time were familiar with. Right. They were like, oh shit, this is this is this our life. Like even mm-hmm. when you watch documentaries and they talk about that song and what it meant to the culture, they like, yeah, that was like our real life. They talking about like what's going on for real. Mm-hmm. Like this ain't just partying mm-hmm. no more. That kind of thing. And so um and like I think about Nas is kind of like that as well, mm. where he kind of rapping about like what's going on outside his window, that kind of thing. And he just kind of telling you his story, going back to what Steve said earlier, it was written. And he just kind of telling you his story on that classic album. And it's something that people can listen to and be like, they can like place themselves in the story. And so it, it seems like it goes with the series, I guess. That, yeah. to, mm-hmm. It seems like it should be in the series, in the the natural progression of the series. It's not some super hard left turn that you'd be like, why the fuck they put right, this in? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, now, uh, now, man, like, like, I don't know what makes it outside of it being them being able to say, hey, that's how my life is too. But I don't know what makes it resonate with the people that aren't a part of that lifestyle. You know, what that's saying? a whole different question. I ain't right. thinking about that. Like, you know, we gonna we gonna skip that for now. We gonna leave them out <laughs> and, and, and stick with like the people that's in it, the people yeah. that's a part of. Yeah. it. Because the people that's not, that's like the extended audience in my yeah. in my yeah. uh, opinion. It's like they just they find out about the show through somebody else, and then mm-hmm. now they they come in and try to pick up on what's right, going right. on. But then you got other people who like they've been with the show since it started and been yeah. like telling everybody since they saw the sto- the show start. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I just thought about this man and Greg. I already know I can see it in your face when I say this. Um, <laughs> Bow Wow is a character caricature. Oh yeah, oh, Bow yeah. Wow and Soldier Boy. Nothing. I ain't, I'm I'm not gonna take anything away from them because I think they they definitely um, brought in a new era. You know, during their time of of Rain, um, but I think those like, especially Bow Wow now, it's like he's trying to live up to a certain status or a certain look when mm-hmm. he doesn't have to. You know what I'm saying? And that's like for me, 
that's more of the negative side of a of a character when it yeah. comes to hip hop. You know, you're trying to live up to what you basically is the popular thing in 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 the genre of music that you listen to today. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I I get girls, I smoke weed, I do this and I do that, and I'm all about this and I'm all about that. But then, when it's not genuine or when it's not real or you can tell when somebody's trying too hard. And that's yeah, what it, for well, me, that's, that's what it looks that's like it. for, for Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's trying extremely too hard and it's like, you don't have to. Um, so um, I'm gonna try to sum this. Uh, yeah, man, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah. to, I think when we get to, I think what makes, to answer G's question, I think what makes a, you know, that person's, when people start to invest in that character, I think the key word is invest. Mm-hmm. They start to, they like yes. you, they see what you're doing and it, it may be because it's really, really relatable or it may be that you're just that damn good that people are like, yeah, I'm rocking with him. Cause we do have some, you know, you do have artists who rap about stuff that they never live. You have some artists that rap about specifically, specifically their life. And that kind of goes along with the definition of a character, a person, in a novel or a movie, uh, which is kind of what Tommy was uh, talking about. And I think at some point, you know, we break it down to almost like method acting. Like, for example, uh, Heath Ledger in Batman when he played the Joker. Yeah. uh, I think at some point, some people can get so deep into the character, say about a while, that that eventually, where's the difference between the, Mm -hmm. the, the entertainer and Bow Wow? And sometimes there is no difference. And then you're like, wow, this is really you. And it's kind of sad because most of the time in entertainment, it's just a glorified, it's just a turned up hype version of who you really are. Yeah. Uh, take a Takashi 69 He's he's definitely playing the character mm-hmm. uh in his music. And you know, you turn you dial that up to 100, but then when you don't know how to to back up back off out of that, then what happens? That that's when I think the destruction and the problem happens. Because a lot of people were invested in Nakashi. He was he was pretty big, and then you know stuff happened, and then you saw uh, a different side. So I think there is um, uh, a, a a part of it where all right when real life and the the acting catches up versus mm. someone that is actually, you know what I'm saying, in the novel part of the acting that really <laughs> lives this type of life that is like, yo, this is just everyday life. And, and, and it's not always a good thing or a bad thing. This is, isn't about someone being fake or someone being real. Because as we can see, Pooh Shiesty really lives what he talks about. Mm. But you know, where is Pooh at what the moment? YFN Lucci. Another um, yeah, you know, and, and that stuff can catch Dang, up so with you. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep going, names and names. Um, but if you talk about like, if, if we look at someone like Pac, who, who, you know, ultimately timely came to his end of living this character, but then seeing that you know in his past, you know, he was in like acting school and he could mm-hmm. do so many great, have so many great things uh-huh. that you can either come to your end or you can come to like someone like Jay-Z who is now, who has trans, Jay-Z or Snoop who was able to transition over to something different, you uh-huh. know, now into a different character kind of say, you know, uh-huh. like, like a lot of people, for example, a lot of people say that 
uh, Nicholas Cage, the actor that plays John Wick. Like I've heard, that's uh, Keanu Reeves, right? Keanu, oh, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. My bad. Um, I've heard that, and I forgot who said it exactly, but they're saying that's the only character he knows how to play. And mm-hmm. you got like Neo, John mm-hmm. Wick, uh, Constantine. Like that's the mm-hmm. only character he knows how to play. And it's like, dang. When can you train? But when you have an actor who can transition into this new character, say a Will Smith who can play a bevy of characters. And then you have this longevity. I kind of relate that back to like a Snoop who Snoop came in the game. Snoop was Snoop was a real gangster in the game. But now he's like the playful Uncle Snoop and transition over to that. Same thing to Jay, you know, ultimate drug dealer who is now the ultimate investor, you know. Um, so, you know, some things. And maybe, like, maybe that's just a character arc. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. just it's not necessarily they turn it into somebody a different character. It's just the character matures with them and it yeah. changes yep. form. And you like, oh, okay, I remember when this character was like this, and now they then mm-hmm. came a long way. Like now they this person. Yeah, yeah okay. Because it definitely still aspects of that original there. Like you, we're forever gonna see Will Smith as a Fresh Prince, but when you watch him in Seven Pounds, that's a whole different. You know, yeah. that's the growth, you know, from 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 that to there. So same thing in the music industry. You see a lot of people that will grow into something different, like a Snoop or a Jay-Z, even Ludacris, even though he doesn't rap as much now, he's more in the acting world. Uh, then like someone like a, a, a Bow Wow or a Soldier Boy that looks like they're still trying to live out whatever mm-hmm. that was, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's tons of characters. I think the whole thing about the seasons makes perfect sense. And I, yeah, yeah. I think both of y'all were spot on there. And just to kind of answer G's question, you know, about what makes it, uh, what makes a character appealing. Uh, Cause most people are just coming in as themselves. They're not playing the character until they get dialed up. And it's the crowd or the audience who turns these artists into character. Um, so, you know, my next question is, you know, the um, first off, we talked about the importance. So the next thing I want to kind of go into is like, all right, with this type of control, because we have seen people self-destruct from from it, uh, trying not to be this person to the to the crowd, to the audience. How much do you think that the control lies with, you know, what I'm saying the fan base like, hey, we're forever going to see Bywise, little Bywise, right? Mm-hmm. But Bywise yeah. is trying his best to show us that he's grown. And so is Soldier Boy. He's trying out his best to show him how gangster he is. Uh, but yet, we're still going to look at y'all as these two people. Like, should the fan base have that much control and driving of keeping you in this box, you know? And not just Bywise and Soldier Boy, like, you know, I've often said this about Ross. We always say that Ross gets on these classical beats, but then when he gets on like or tries to do other things, it works, but not as much as say a Maybach music record uh, versus, you know, uh, something different, you know? So is the fan, should the fan base have this much control in dictating characters? Um, I would say that it, it, it goes hand in hand. Just because if you didn't have people listening to you or or rocking with what you putting out, um, you know, you, you you become irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? 
but it starts from the beginning. Like by like I I feel like I'm picking on him, but I'm not. It's just like with Bow Wow, Bow Wow started off as a child star. And then he went into acting, and then all of a sudden Bow Wow smoking weed. Like, where did that come from? Mm. You know, it's like his character or his, you know, the the idea of Bow Wow was as a child. But then when you have to realize, like, yeah, he grew up just like we did. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not singing about the you know, I don't even remember his songs from back then, but about the girl and stuff like that. We're not rapping about that and stuff. And even if he came out with a song like that, it's like, nah. But his transition into adulthood, it looks as if, bro, you still out here playing games. You still out here in the mindset of a child. But you fucking 34 years old. You know what I'm saying? Most 34 year olds or the ones that I know either have a wife, don't or are dating, or you know, just out here getting their money, or they have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, they have kids, and you know, you look at it differently. But it, it's it's like, man, you still out here playing that game, playing that role, you know, that you're trying to maintain or whatnot. Um at some point, point, man, because okay. it's on my mind. Keanu Reeves was uh Ted and Bill and Ted. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a completely different role. But um, <laughs> uh, he yeah, a, so, so yeah. that's a, that's the thing, man. I, I just you know, I as think another the f- word. Huh? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that as in other words, at some point you have to grow up. Yeah. Even if someone and you know, uh, even if someone views you the way they view you, you have to grow up. And that bro, you know, that actually gave me a thought before I let G hop in, um, put his take on, on that question that brought up something. Cause I was like, okay, out of those three, out of the three soldier boy, bad wine, I don't know. We haven't mentioned him yet, but Romeo out of those three, I see Romeo as the one that actually found a way to transition completely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really look at Romeo as, little Romeo we kind of look at Romeo as someone who has you know grown up in a sense because at, at one point Romeo could have went to the NBA yeah if he if he stayed with UCLA and continued that passion um but between those three you kind of you know I look at those and and we to a, to a point we could put Omarion in there too because yeah. kind of those three were kind of the three kids of that generation that you know, but you know, seeing talking about Bow Wow, talking about Soldier Boy, I was like, yeah. dang, who transitioned the best? And then the the name that came to my mind was <laughs> Romeo, <laughs> even though we weren't talking about him at all. Uh, so it's very interesting that you know it is hard for child stars, but it's very interesting to see the mental of a child star who can't who who had who can't grow up. You know, yeah. to a sense. Uh, gee, what's your what's your you want to add in something on that? What's your take on all that? Yeah, um, super interesting. To, oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep track of everything that you you were saying. <laughs> I kind of forgot the first part now. Does uh, the what, fans what you initially asked? Does the oh, fans that's what it be. control? Yeah, it. The fans have so much. Yeah, okay. Let's get to that first. All right. So as far as the fans having so much control over like the character arc of an artist. I don't know if that's been the case for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was talking to Allison about it a little bit earlier because she was like, some people are able to kind of, you know, retract from the spotlight and kind of grow at their own pace without mm-hmm. people really seeing what's going on. One of the people she mentioned is Beyonce. And so, like, yeah. when I think about Beyonce's character arc coming from Destiny's Child to, like, where she is now, it's like you get little snapshots of who she is and they're spaced out. Mm-hmm. And so you'll get, like, all right, I'm here. And then it's like, you think of Beyonce this way. And then you see another thing, like a couple years later, you see another body of work. And it's like, oh, dang, this is where Beyonce is now. I kind of think of it the same way, like if you have cousins or somebody who live out of town that you don't see that often. Yeah. So like, you might see your cousin, like if your cousin grow up down the street from you, you don't see it the same way. You don't mm-hmm. see them grow up the same way. You feel like they just kind of the same person. But when your cousin is out of town or a, a relative is out of town, or even like a niece or a nephew or something. Like you might see them folks every couple months. And every time you see them, you're like, damn, you done grew so much. Like, damn, last time I saw you was only this tall and da da da. And now you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like you playing catch up every time you see a new installment of that person. And it goes with your timeline in your head. Like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I ain't seen them in this long. So it makes sense that they'd be here now. Mm-hmm. And so with the artists, as far as their growth and development, it's like, you kind of got to find the balance of giving people parts of yourself and try not to do it all at once. And also try not to let them see the whole process. Mm-hmm. Cause when they see the whole process, like I said, your cousin, they live next door to you. You don't really see the process because yeah. you growing with them and you, you seeing stuff at the same time. So you don't see it the same way. So um, I think that the reason that has existed for very long is because social media has become a monster. Like we see everything. Mm-hmm. Like we get a, play by play yeah. every day of everybody. Like yesterday, Allison was basically virtually attending Cardi B's uh, daughter's birthday party. And I was like, nigga, like, you in there. Like, <laughs> you for real there. You seeing the whole thing. She like, that's the same Princess Tiana I saw when I was at uh, Disney World. Like, mm-hmm. how she get her up there? And I'm like, why do you even know this? Like, how right. do you even be privy to this information? This ain't got shit to do with nothing. But it does. Like, it's mm-hmm. you get to see it in real time and you get to see, like, what Cardi B doing this day, what she doing that day. And it's probably not a time that she missing days of, like, showing the world a part of herself. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of how artists are now. Like, they show you something from them, like, all time. Mm-hmm. Or even, even if you want to, like, relate it close to home, like, niggas get to see us once a week. <laughs> like, Speaker Geeks podcast, they can see us once a week. And so it's like, we're going to grow in between the weeks. And so they'll be like, oh, okay, last week they was on this. And they, they tracking it over like the last 87 episodes. They'd be like, yeah, we can see the growth, that kind of thing. But imagine if we did this every day. If we did this right. every day, it would be different. You probably wouldn't see no change. You'd be like, yeah, that's still the same person. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen much growth even though it has been growth, you haven't really experienced it the same way. Mm. So, like, that's that part of the question. And then what was the next part of the question you asked, Steve? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tommy, had, you know, he was bringing up Bow Wow and how it, it seems like he hasn't grown at all. And, and you may have just touched on it of why it seems that way or seems why he's stuck, you know, where he's at. Um, but I brought up that to say that you know, when I looked at Bywa and Soldier Boy, because that's who we mentioned as far as, you know, being those, you know, not just because they had a verse, but being those two that we probably see the most of, and that was kind of the child stars in hip hop. 
Um, I was like, dang, out of out of both of them, who transitioned better? Uh-huh. And the crazy thing was, it was neither one. The the name that came up in my mind was Romeo. You yeah. Know? And you know, I think you really, I think you already answered it because you was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah Romeo, yeah, Romeo went off to college. Yep. And started playing ball. I was like, whoa, Romeo yep. can ball. Exactly. <laughs> like we know. Yeah. <laughs> and but Soldier Boy. And Bow Wow, they was just still music the yeah. entire time. And even though Bow Wow can act, it seemed like he he didn't take the acting serious. He just focused more on music, wanted people yeah. to accept him on that part. Right. You know. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Like I think Bow Wow went off. I mean, uh, Romeo went off to show us different things of like how he could hustle, uh, not just music, but how he could do other things. Like at a point, Romeo was people were like Romeo's going to the NBA. <laughs> until he decided to yeah. go another route into a different passion. So now nah, I think you already hit the nail on the head with that. But if you want to add some more, go ahead. No, no, no. I think that's that's fire. I want I wanted to uh point something out because I feel like when we think about characters and everything, I think we can't we can't forget about Buster Rhymes. No, no, absolutely not. Cause cause Wuha got you all in check. Was a complete like show, you know what I'm saying? That's you know it it was it went along with his persona. That's the word I've been looking for this whole time. Went along with his persona and the person that he was trying to present to the world. Mm-hmm. Look at me now doesn't work if we didn't get Wuha. Got you. I didn't, I know mm-hmm. that's not the name of the song, but that's what I think the name of the song is. Got you all. I don't know what the name is or Pastor Cavassier. Mm-hmm. doesn't like look at me now doesn't work if we don't get that body of work and who that's from mm-hmm. because that verse in look at me now as fast as it was as as um, animated. animated as it was mm-hmm. that's the grown up uh, Busta Rhymes from the 90s mm-hmm. you know but that's what we're looking for his album uh, Extinction Level 2 that just recently uh, came out. I want to say last year or the year, yeah, last year. It doesn't work if we doesn't get Extension Level One, the song with Johnny Jackson. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like that that character. If you look at that video, that's why videos was so important back then because it allowed uh-huh. people to actually see the uh, the the person or the character that they're trying to present to the world. Um. And that's that's the thing that I was thinking about who who like it worked for having this character and being able to transcend this character along like through a luxurious uh, career because Buster Rhymes never stopped putting out music like it was a while before like between his last album and the and the uh, the, the one before it. it was a little while but he continued to put out music continued to work with people. Um, and it, it just transcended the the Buster Rhymes the persona, just transcended um, with time. Um, and I think he did it the like one of the people to do it the best. We mentioned Snoop earlier mm-hmm. again, same thing. You know, now Snoop is working with Martha Stewart, and would be <laughs> yeah. known as a weed smoking uncle who worked with this white woman. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and if you think about it, like. Uh, it's funny because if you think of Snoop right now, for somebody who knows Snoop as of now, like a kid who just is introduced to him, like they'll never think 
that like doggy style Snoop ever right. existed. They'll never right. be like, that was him. Like this is they're gonna see that and be like, this was Snoop Dogg talking like this. Right. They'll probably, they'll probably never never know that he was fighting a murder case. Murder was the case was the record. Uh and also after that power, you gotta add ludicrous. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, acting star, but if you don't have throwing bows in the character that he played in his music, you know, you probably don't get to that. Or uh, Missy Elliott for for say, um Ice Cube. Ice Cube as well. Uh, Ice yeah. T. Yeah. <laughs> Ice T. Yeah. We can really keep going. Or even Bun B. You know, he's yeah. a yeah. professor yeah. He's at a, a professor. university. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, T.I. as well. Yeah, go listen to Let Me See It and then come back and remember right. that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, like, you got class with this man in the morning. And right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, um, we're coming close to the end of the show. But one more question I want to throw in there because we kept bringing it up. And this is another part that I uh, that we got to throw in there um, with the with the emergence of social media. Uh, G, I, I believe G brought it up, and then Tommy also brought up the fact that you know there were videos was really videos and interviews seemed to be the only way we would see artists mm-hmm. um, back in the day. But with the emergence of social media, does that make it harder for these um, uh, uh, for artists to figure figure out their character? Because one. There's so much influence. Like you got a thousand people that sound like future, which you can mm-hmm. tell that they're easily influ- influenced by that. And even if they're successful, they sounding like them. Uh, you know, they don't last. Like G said, you have some people that come and they go. Uh, it's social media and I mean the internet too. Uh, is that making it tough for artists to find that care, find themselves essentially? Yep. Why would you say so, Tommy? Because I agree um, with you. I just want to hear why you say um, so. I think uh, it's like people are trying to figure out the image of a successful rapper. Like you take um, what comes to mind is is uh, CB4. It's that image of this is what rappers do or this is how rappers, you know, mm-hmm. live. So I got to live this like this is what I got to present on social media all the time. Like a like um, a Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince wouldn't be successful today, you know, because they're not the image of how rappers look today or what rappers rap about today. Because you think about it, uh, which is one of the topics we're going to talk about in the coming weeks is how sexualized hip hop is mm-hmm. or hypersexual. Um, the genre of music is, you know what I'm saying? So, or, or people that smoke weed, like Toby, uh, I, Toby, his Go music ahead. resonates a lot with me. I'm going to mess up his last name, so I ain't going to say it. Uh, his music resonates a lot with me because it took me so long to realize he doesn't cuss in his music. You know what I'm saying? It took me like I had been listening to him for at least a year, saw him twice in, in, in person and was like, damn, he don't cuss in his music. Like that's impressive to me because all the music that we're listening to today um, has cursing in it. Like mm. you, you don't find rap like that's a today. That's a, a anomaly. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like that's yeah. that's yeah. special. Probably, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, today because you don't find music like that. Like it was back in in the '90s and in the '80s, you can find more rappers that didn't curse, or it was yeah. more. Uh, radio cuts of the of the the songs um yeah. 
with them ugly ass words they throw in there. Right, <laughs> right. They're like, why is this here? Or they just cut it out completely. Uh, yeah. um, G. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I think I think that's a, uh, one of the reasons definitely that social media is like making it harder for people to like curate their characters the same way. Because one, like I said, it's just the demand. Like people just demand, fans are demanding so much from artists nowadays. Like they need to see you all the time. Like you got to mm-hmm. come out here and we got to see that you exist. If we don't see it, then it basically don't exist is basically how it is now. Yeah. Um, but I think that there is still a sweet spot of like letting yourself be seen, but then also not giving too much of yourself. Like even using Toby as a, an example, like Toby has a character, like for real, it's solidified at this point. It's like, you got this guy, he's from the South, he's from Houston, Texas, from uh, Southwest Ailey, Texas. Then he's got his wife, he's got his kids, he's got his sisters. Like, they always wearing, like, the same outfit. They damn near look like a coat. Like, <laughs> and, you, and you, like, you know who they are as soon as they come on screen. They put out visuals all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's very important, and it's still very important for people to see you. But it's like, they do a good job of carefully giving you images of themselves. It's not like just the picture for the day. It's like they know exactly what they finna give you, when they gonna give it to you, how it's gonna look, from what angle, all that shit. The same kind of stuff that people used to do back in the day mm-hmm. um, with how they would present an artist to the world. You have them in like a cover of Vibe magazine or something like that. And that's like all you get from them till the, yeah. till the album. Like you don't get shit else. And then you get like the rollout of the album. Then you get to see interviews and maybe some more magazine covers and shit. And then you get your album. And then they disappear for a little bit of time. Yeah. And then you got people who do that like to the extreme. Like we say Kendrick Lamar all the time. We talk about how he just has disappeared from the public eye. Or if you want to go even more extreme than that, like a Frank Ocean who just like, yeah. fuck yeah. this shit. Like I don't even <laughs> exist no more. Like right, y'all right. don't even, I'm just a myth, a legend that people keep saying happened, but we don't know for sure if that really even happened. Did Channel Orange really come out? We don't even know. Like it's just, because you ain't heard nothing from this man in so long, but that's his character. His mm-hmm. character is he's like this spacey myth figure where you like, is this nigga actually real? Like, or did he, like, or was that even real? Like, did we see that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. But uh, you, people just fall into their character in different ways. And uh, social media is just, it changed the game. That's all I can say. That sounds so. Yeah bland and garbage but it's like it really changed the, truth. the game yeah. yeah absolutely uh a couple names we can throw in there man travis scott tyler the creator i think yes and 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 tyler. king push man push your t as well i think we can throw in that pot as mm-hmm. some uh significant characters within the hip-hop um so man uh characters I guess we concluded that it's very important <laughs> it's very, very much important yeah. to um distinctly uh, to, to make you you and we're not saying characters in a negative way pretty much I think Tommy had the perfect word your persona uh, mm. the thing that makes you you are uh, where you fit in this game so man shout out to everyone that is doing incredible at uh, displaying who they are in their way in this hip hop game so man Tommy man go ahead man I think that's all I got <laughs> uh, Take us out, dog. I got it, man. (laughs) Hey, once again, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Also, if you haven't, please go follow us on Instagram at 
Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Greg at instantly underscore G, and you got Steve at the great Steve O. Steve. Um, yeah, man, let us know what you think about characters in hip hop today. Um, is it important and and why? So uh, leave a comment down on the post in the YouTube video. Or just reach out to us um, individually. We don't mind. We love to hear the comments and your opinion. Um, did I miss anything, guys? Do you guys want to say anything before we go ahead and get out of here? Hey. <laughs> What's Plaz's character? Oh, my God. Freaky-ass yeah. little brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freaky-ass little brother. Right. <laughs> Comedian. That's what he is. At this point, yeah. 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 Oh, that's too funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Kurt Franklin, stunt double. Um, anyway, <laughs> that being said, man, I'm out, man. Peace. Peace. Peace out.